I'm Luke Alley, and this is All Things Climbing. There's a huge public lands bill that's moving through Congress right now. It's the Natural Resource Management Act, and it would do a ton of amazing things for conservationists, climbers, and other outdoor recreationists alike. To learn more about what exactly is included in this piece of legislation and what makes it so important, I talked with Eric Murdoch, the policy director over at Access Fund, who was joined by his friend and fellow advocate, Tommy Caldwell. So today, we're going to hear about Tommy's involvement in public land advocacy, and Eric is going to help us unpack what exactly is in the Natural Resource Management Act, as well as the story behind the creation of this landmark bill and how it could affect climbers. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to not only listen and learn about this bill, but also to get involved. This bill could be voted on in the House of Representatives within days of this episode being released. So please, write your district representative. There's a great resource on the Access Fund website that guides you through this. I just wrote a message to my representative in just five minutes. Super easy, super valuable. And with that, over to Eric Murdoch and Tommy Caldwell. Eric, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, hey, thanks for thanks for having me, Luke. Tommy, Tommy wanted to just listen in on some of what's going on. Yeah, hey, Luke, I'm just going to school today, so I thought I'd just be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I'm imagining you at one of those like fold up desks with like a pen and paper, sitting very uh, very studiously. Yeah, yeah. What made you want to learn more about this topic? I mean, I've been trying to be an advocate for public lands for a lot of years, and I've been closely affiliated with the Access Fund for, I don't know, like 15 years. I was on the board for six years at one point. Um, so, you know, they've just, I feel like they've been doing the best job of advocating for climbers, and this is such a big thing. So public lands are a huge part of it. And, um, you know, now Eric here is my neighbor, so we talk about it pretty constantly. And, yeah, I want to just learn how to do what I can and learn how to be a good a good steward and kind of like use my platform to do good things for climbers. That's awesome. Well, I guess we can start today's class. So Eric, can you start by giving us a broad overview of the Natural Resources Management Act? So the, the Natural Resources Management Act is this big package of public land bills that affect our public lands. They vary from maybe a slight readjustment of a boundary. Or we also have a renaming of a, of a peak for some climbers in Colorado. But then there's some large um, provisions that provide for wild and scenic rivers, wilderness areas, national monuments, uh, national recreation areas, all sorts of different things that have to do with the management of our, of our public lands. And this Natural Resources Management Act includes about 130 different individual elements that protect or optimize or adjust the management of our public lands in, in mostly in, in the American West. And it's a, it's a package that was really assembled during the last Congress, during the 115th Congress. Now we're in the 116th. And it was a pretty amazing story about how we got to where we are. Um, we thought that maybe this thing was dead in the water, but um, there's, a, there's a little bit of a story about why we're, we're in the position we're in right now. Yeah, can you give me a little bit about that background? Yeah, so so like I said, there's you know 130 different individual bills, and some of these bills have been were introduced to Congress many many years ago, and some of these bills were ones that that Access Fund and the climate community supported um, for some time. Bills that affect Washington State and Utah, and New Mexico, 
Colorado and many others, as well as some like really big bills like the Land and Water Conservation Fund. That's something that a lot of climbers and conservationists and recreationists have been hearing a lot about over the last couple of years, this, this fund. And it's pretty amazing that that was included in this package. So in other words, this package includes a, a lot of value for the, for the community. But the package was really developed by, in the last Congress, by Senators um, Maria Cantwell and Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski's from, um, Senator Murkowski is from Alaska and Senator Cantwell's from Washington. And those two senators led the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. And as climbers, that's something that, that's a committee we're really focused on. That's the committee that deals with all things related to natural resources and public lands. And those two senators got together and negotiated this massive package and decided which bills were gonna make it and which were not. And they settled on this big 130 um, bill package. And then the, the package was basically up for a vote. And what happened next? The government was shut down and some other things happened and it got put off. And those senators were bold and powerful enough to convince Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate, to make this a priority. And it, you know, this happened December of 2018. And Mitch McConnell committed to, hey, in 2019, during the 116th Congress, this is going to be a priority. And this is going to be one of the first things that the Senate addresses. And he stuck to his word. And that's why this giant package of lands bills got a vote in the Senate last week. And it passed 92 to 8 in favor. This week, the House of Representatives is in recess. The, the, the congressmen and congresswomen are, are back in their own districts. And as soon as they get back to D.C. next week, so today is, is Thursday the 21st, and as soon as they get to D.C. next week, they're going to address this bill, and we'll see if we can move it through the House. So that's where we are right now. So it obviously had bipartisan support in the Senate. Can you tell me a bit more about how this package got so much support from both sides despite such a divided Congress? Yeah, so I mean, not every public lands bill is bipartisan um, and it gets the support from both parties. And I think that the way, the way that these senators crafted this thing was they, they, they identified bills that had bipartisan support, that moved through the, the, the process to move legislation um, in, a, in an easier way than some others. Some of the bills that we're interested in didn't make the cut, like for example, um, the recreation, not red tape bill. That was a, that's a bill that was introduced by um, Senator Wyden and Senator Ernst of Iowa and Senator Wyden of Oregon. And it's a great bill for us. It's got interesting um, features that that would allow us to get permits to public lands more easily. You know, you kind of you got to buy like a permit to a, a pass to get into a state park and a forest and a, and a, and a national park. This streamlines all that helps out with, with, with guiding, creates a recreation area system. That type of, that bill does not make the cut. So, so that's kind of an example of what didn't get included. What did get included were bills that, that truly had bipartisan support. It really shows that most Americans are really in favor of, of our public lands and really what this bill does in many cases, it's not perfect. And there's some things that we wish weren't in there, but, um, but this bill really, improves our public land system in general. So that's how they got it done. What are some of the things that you're more skeptical of? 
Um, there are some provisions relating to lands in Alaska that might not be that fair to some indigenous people and may um, and, and would uh, transfer some lands and, and perhaps um, provide more opportunities for, for energy development. And that's, that's a big one. Um, but remember, um, Senator Murkowski from Alaska is, the, is, is mostly responsible for putting this thing together. So there's some issues in, in Alaska that, that are concerning to us for sure. Hmm. Yeah, obviously compromise is necessary for getting stuff done like this, but are there times when there's any clash between Access Fund and other conservation groups, like like Access versus Wilderness? Yeah, yeah, that's a, gr that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of stories about um, how we get things done. Um, Access Fund is a conservation organization, but we don't always agree with other conservation organizations and wilderness organizations, although we try to collaborate on as much as possible. I think there's one story, one, one you know, there's, there's many, many bills in this package. And there's one bill that, that's really special to us, several, but there's one bill that we worked really hard on recently that I think speaks to that question that you just asked. And that's the Emory County Public Land Management Act in Utah. And th that's an example of how many conservation and recreation organizations want to protect land in Utah. It's just, how do you do it? The devil's in the details. And we worked with a variety of organizations um, over time to optimize and fine tune this bill, the Emory County Public Land Management Act. And it took close to a year to get it to a place where it got the support of the Wilderness Society and of SUA, um, Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Um, we were we were committed to this bill from the get-go and, and and tried to build the coalition but that was a great example of how while we were working on this bill several conservation organizations were really opposed to certain provisions in the bill that they didn't like in the end we all came around and supported this bill and it creates over 700,000 acres of wilderness and it also includes um, a provision in it it's the first time in the history of the United States that we have a law that actually protects rock climbing activities in wilderness. And, and that was a huge, um, a huge win for us um, and for the greater climbing community. And I think also for the wilderness community because it provides climbers with certainty about wilderness. So there's always a lot of questions like, are we allowed to climb? Are we allowed to put in bolts? And I think that the climbing community and the wilderness community can really work hand in hand when there's, a, when there's certainty and understanding about what things we can do and what things we can't do and how we can work together. So this thing really sets the stage for more collaboration because I think that this bill in particular allows us to work um, a little bit more with, with, with wilderness advocates and create more wilderness and it provides the climbing community with certainty that we're gonna be able to do our thing um, in the wilderness also. So that's just an example of sort of like how we, we navigate those sorts of um, differences and, and situations. Can you tell me a bit more about which parts of the Natural Resources Management Act the Access Fund was focused on? Yeah, the, the story I, I mentioned about the Emory County Public Land Management Act is, is, is a good one. And, it, you know, we, we worked with congressional offices to make that bill happen. And so that's about as close as, as we could get to, to the legislation. Um, we had a lot at stake on that because the San Rafael Swell is a really important climbing area. There's over 500 routes that are established 
And so we had to work on that bill to make sure that 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 area would would be protected and conserved and we'd be able to climb there. So what's guiding us, we're, you know, we're a conservation organization, but we're trying, we're deciding on what we're really focused on and what we're going to work on by, by the question, is there, is there climbing there? Is it a really important mountain environment or is it an important climbing area? So there are a handful of other bills in this package that we've supported, like for example, the Oregon Mountains Desert Peaks Wilderness designation. We've supported that for many, many years, even before um, President Obama designated the Oregon Mountains Desert Peaks National Monument. And that's a really, really important one for us because it designates Oregon Mountain Desert Peaks as wilderness. And it, it and by doing so, it actually allows climbing in a, in a better way. It allows for fixed anchors to be maintained. It allows for fixed anchors to be placed in under certain conditions. And before it was a wilderness study area and fixed anchors are actually in some cases prohibited. Um, so that was a huge step forward for us. So that's, that's another great win for the climbing community. Also the Mountain of Sounds Greenway National Heritage Area outside of Seattle, there's climbing there and, that, and we've worked on that and supported that for a long time. Um, so there's a, there's a handful of bills that we've, we've, we've supported and endorsed and worked on for many years. So it's really amazing to us that all of these, including something like LWCF, are passing at the exact same time. Yeah, so the LWCF, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, is a big part of this act. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, so the Land and Water Conservation, actually, Tommy could probably talk about it because he's, he's advocated for this thing for the last couple of years. Um, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's it's a it's it's an incredible fund that's budget neutral, and it's budget. And, and what I mean by that is that taxpayers don't really pay for it. It's a fund that benefits from offshore drilling revenue. So when so when um, offshore drilling operations generate revenue, a little bit of the money is skimmed off the top, and that is um, contributed to this fund, to this LWCF fund, and that money can be used by states or by the federal government to um, improve conservation, to buy in-holdings, like for example, in a national park where we live, where we are right now in Rocky, Rocky Mountain National Park, LWCF was recently used last year to purchase an in-holding, a private property that was inside the park. And that's a really good use of that. And Access Fund is, you know, we're, we're, a, we're an accredited land trust. We buy climate areas. And we've used it a dozen times. Um, so it's it's a really important tool and it, it improves our public lands for everyone. Yeah, and I learned that a few that a few other climbing areas like the Black Canyon of the Gunnison benefited from the LWCF funding. And so yeah, it's a big deal, as well as just like tons of little local parks and places that just people love. And I think it, you know, it has a huge part in in getting people in urban areas kind of into these natural environments, which I think is what builds environmentalists in the, in the long run. People have to know what the natural environment is like. And so I think the LWCF is good for that. It's a good point. Yeah, and it's a truly bipartisan, basically, LWCF was, no one doesn't like it. I mean, there's certain details about LWCF that people argue about, but it was really being used as a political chip. So we're happy that it got stuck into this package because now it's going to have permanent reauthorization. So we don't have to, so we have certainty that that fund will be available for all these different uses. What would happen if, uh, if, it, if it didn't pass, like if, if this bill didn't pass, what would happen to those offshore oil royalties? So 
yeah, what happens to LWCF and what happens to that money? Apparently, so it is not authorized right now. We do not have today. We do not have LWCF. So that money apparently is still going into the fund. Okay. And in preparation for this. Um, and I think what we would have to do in Congress is try to pass this thing, stand alone and get LWCF through or in some other way. But yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty and questions about what happens to that money and what happens to the fund. So this is this is huge for loads of conservationists and recreationists. So zooming back out, what else do you think that climbers should learn from the Natural Resource Management Act? Um, I think I think that it's what this bill shows us is that public lands is a way to cut through the divisiveness in this country and that people and that Congress is not always dysfunctional and can get together on these things. The other thing it shows us is that sometimes you can't let the perfect get in the way of the good. In other words, this is not a perfect bill by any means, and it doesn't include everything we want, but it's a step in the right direction and it's sort of clearing the path for some other things we want to do. Like our, the, the core act, which is really important to us in Colorado, it's an act, it's kind of like a mini public lands bill, like, but it's just specific to Colorado. And I think the passage of this act might make it easier, more palatable to, to um, congressional members to pass that, that bill also. So I think climbers should sort of like see, hey, it is possible. You know, we, we're surrounded by so much failure and so much, so many problems. Sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to see that things are possible. It's hard to be optimistic. So this is a great example of why you, you should be optimistic and, and you should be working on these things. And also, it's a really good example of what climbers can do when they speak out. You know, we all write letters and we ask people to contact their congressman. Those sorts of actions made this happen. The climbing community takes should feel re- partly responsible for the passage of this law if it happens we did we did a lot of work so people should be patting themselves on the back on the back for that yeah i mean i think i think that point about yeah we're patting our, we should be patting ourselves on the back but that should encourage us and inspire us to continue this kind of work in the future um you know it's good to it's good to make people uh, aware of the of the wins, you know, because that it makes them believe that it's not all lost hope, especially in today's political climate. Yeah. Do you have any advice for climbers on how to be better advocates? I think, like, probably the first thing you should do, or the most important thing you, t- you should do, is get educated. So you know, good resources, the Access Fund website, uh, but also um, just I mean, I don't know, just like dig in where you're inspired and and learn more about it um giving money is always a huge huge thing um you know that that money goes to good places and it's it's very well used and then if you're so inspired um well i, I and then another thing is write, write letters i mean that's that's a giant like write letters talk to your politicians try and develop relationships if you can and and then if you ever get the chance to actually go and lobby those are for the really really ambitious um people they can they can do that as well so just make your voice heard and let people know what your opinion is and then talk to your community you know spread i think i think anything that is effective happens um on a grassroots level first and then it spreads it creates a culture and so i think that's what we're trying to do we want to we want to create a culture of, of people who really value their public lands understand that our voices can have an impact and um yeah so just a little bit of all those things will, will create that culture one thing I would add 
I'm actually surprised you didn't mention it, is go out climbing on your public lands. Keep going to your public lands. Keep building that connection yourself. Take your kids out. Familiarize yourself with your public lands. Learn about where you're at, what it takes, and really respect the land managers. Um, they've got a hard job. So in addition to doing all that advocacy work, make sure to take the time to go out and enjoy the public, your public lands yourself. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's, that's made our job easier at the Access Fund is the fact that climbing is just kind of cool now, and that's because everybody's going out and doing it. What are some of the other projects you guys are focused on over there at the Access Fund? Hmm. Well, we're always working on lots of lots of projects. Um, you know, we we buy climbing areas. We we help build grassroots grassroots um, organizations all across the country. We do stewardship. We've got like trail crews building trails and doing erosion control and building beautiful things out of stone. And then my program in the policy in the policy world is always working on forest plans, uh, local legislation. We're trying, to, we're trying to change recreation, state recreation statutes, which are laws that affect how um, private uh, climbing owner people, private citizens who own, who own climbing areas actually allow climbing on their property. We're working on lots of federal legislation as well as land protection bills also. The one that we're most excited about, or one that's very exciting, is this CORE Act that I mentioned, and that's this Colorado bill that'll help protect hundreds of thousands of acres of Colorado's public lands. And then also, um, it also honors um, Camp Hale, which is kind of an interesting one. It's a you know 10th Mountain Division camp where where um, uh, soldiers who are who are being trained to be mountain soldiers during World War II help develop a lot of um, climbing techniques and climbing equipment. And that's kind of a cool thing. So the Access Funds Policy Program is working on projects all across the country at both the local level as well as the federal level. So we have our hands in, in legislation and policy dealing with all sorts of land managers. The CORE Act, which is a, which is a federal bill that, that would create a lot of protections in Colorado, is one that's particularly exciting for us. So we're, we're focusing on that right now. And uh, Climb the Hill is scheduled for a little later than normal this year, no? We've always done Climb the Hill in the springtime, but we, we're moving it to September from now on because there's so many fly-ins. You hear that? September. Um, so we're going to do it in mid-September. Um, and I'm already, last week when I was in Washington, D.C., I am already working on getting some really interesting congressional members, some congressmen, some senators to speak to us. So I don't want to list their names right now in case they say no, but we're already planning on who we want to be there, and it should be a should be a pretty good event. One thing I can tell you about Climb the Hill is that this year we're going to have a theme, and and the theme to this year, and it, it, hopefully it'll be different every year. Um, the theme of this year is diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's something that a lot of people are thinking about in the outdoor industry, and we're going to try to tackle some of those issues and bring diversity equity and inclusion ideas into our advocacy talking points. That's a goal for, for this upcoming Climb the Hill that we do in collaboration with the American Alpine Club, I should say. Can you tell me a little bit more about your trips to Washington? Because I guess I'm just kind of curious as to what the mechanics are that kind of help get all this done. Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll take last week's um, trip as an example. I just pulled up the schedule from last week. So what we try to do is we try to connect 
with certain congressional members that are important to the climbing community. In this Congress, you know, we, we have a bunch of new congressional members. Like, for example, Congresswoman Katie Hill. She's she represents um, California's 25th district, which is North L.A. Um, she might be the hardest uh, climbing congressperson in the history of the United States. And she's interested in climbing. And I wanted to meet her. So we, of course, made a made a connection with, with her office. We also meet with other new congressmen that might be serving on the natural resource committees. So we're really focused on the Senate Energy and Natural Resource Committee and the House Natural Resources Committee. So we want to touch base with those representatives on those committees so that they know who we are and so that they start to work with us and perhaps accept some of our recommendations and suggestions. So we want to develop relationships with them. So that's sort of Capitol Hill. You know, we, we, we meet with we also meet with people who we, we are actively working together with on certain legislation, like, for example, the Emory County Public Land Management Act. I probably spoke with those congressional offices once a week for eight months. And when we go to D.C., we get to see each other face to face and, and work on those sorts of projects. The other things we do on in D.C. are to meet with land managers. So we'll meet with um, Park Service administrators, BLM administrators, um, Forest Service administrators, sometimes Bureau of Reclamation administrators, Army Corps of Engineers, those sorts of things. So we work with the actual land managers who work at the national level to talk to them about, about climbing. And, and we've been working on them for decades and will continue to do so. For example, there is no national level Forest Service guidelines for climbing. I mean, can you believe that? There's no national level guidelines for managing rock climbing. There are 30%, 30% of our climbing in the United States um, is, is, on, uh, is on Forest Service lands. So, so that's really important. And then the third thing we do on these trips is we connect with our partners. So we talked a lot about partnerships. We try to meet with the Wilderness Society and Pew Charitable Trust and National Park Conservation Association. And then we also meet with our, with our attorneys who are representing us in the um, lawsuit over Bears Ears. So that's, that's kind of the types of things that we would do on a, on a trip. And then we also try to connect with locals. So we'll also try to connect with our friends at Mid-Atlantic Climbers and uh, uh, um, the, the folks from uh, um, New River Gorge actually participated in our, in our lobbying efforts this past week from West Virginia. So we always try to integrate some, some local voices as well. Excellent. Well, is there uh, is there anything else that you wanted to put out there? I mean, the the one thing I would I would put out there. It's really important that all the entire climbing community helps us take this over the finish line. So the Access Fund is going to be issuing an action alert, and we're going to be asking everyone to write their congressman. So you have you have one representative, your district representative. We want you to write and tell them that this is really important to you, and we want the entire climbing community to feel like they're part of. Um, getting this thing over the finish line and, and turning it into law. So that's what we're going to be asking of the climbing community in the next couple of days. So can you expand on that? So we need to write letters within the next couple of days. Yeah. So before Monday. Before Monday. So we're going to launch an action alert. It's Thursday, tomorrow morning. We're going to, we're going to send information out to the climbing community that says, hey, use this tool. If, if you put in your, your address, it will find your representative. So you don't have to do any work. And then it also primes the letter your letter with 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 prompted messages you can select from three or four um messages that we've already crafted for you or you could write your own 
and you just hit send and write your, and that letter will get to your congressional representative and, uh, and it makes a big difference. You gonna do it, Tom? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That was a good little school session. Yeah, for real. I'm so grateful as a climber and just as a person who cares about the world and the environment to have people like you who are really devoting themselves and their and their energy and their platform and their critical thoughts to this these kinds of issues it's unbelievably important so um, on behalf of the whole climbing community uh, thank you so much thank you luke it was a pleasure talking to you yeah likewise Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow Access Fund's Policy Digest to stay up to date. And if you like this episode, give us an iTunes rating and leave us some feedback. And tell your climbing partner to check out the show. Take care.